I'm Bob Sullivan, the new host of AARP's The Perfect Scam Podcast. And with Frank Abagnale and other top fraud experts, we're bringing you brand new episodes of America's most shocking scam stories. I got an email alerting me to 22 accounts that had been opened up in my name. Scam was masterfully designed. New episodes available now. Subscribe to The Perfect Scam Podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Donato's just didn't add bacon to their pizzas. They added bacon to their bacon. It's Donato's new Bacon Duo pizzas. Two pizzas, each with two kinds of bacon. Try the new Pepperoni Bacon Duo with pepperoni, Canadian bacon, and hardwood smoked bacon. And the Chipotle Bacon Duo with Canadian bacon and Chipotle seasoned bacon. Now get $2 off a large Bacon Duo or any large pizza. Use promo code 2. Donato's. Every piece is important. I'm Allie J. And I'm Crystal O. And welcome to Not Your Token Black Girl, where we recover from spreading black girl magic wherever we go. From careers and cocktails to men and mental health, we're breaking it all down on what it means to wear the token crown. So if you've ever said, I'm not your token, fill in the blank, then this podcast is for you. A fun and witty show that's a little bit shady, but 100% true. It's Saturday brunch combo with the girls in a quick 20 minutes. Now let's get started. On today's episode of Not Your Token Black Girl, we're tackling mental health, why it's so important to understand it, and the importance of knowing you're not alone. Okay, so a part of the reason that, and I don't know if I've ever talked to you about this, but a part of the reason that I started my own company and kind of spun off of working for um, other people yeah, was because of mental health purposes, right? Yeah. Like I started reading and just trying to self-assess and going to therapy just to really get to the core of like what made me happy. Yeah. And I still do that to this day. Like I'm always trying to reflect and figure out like what things make me happy. And what I realized was is that I'm a creative. Yeah. So not only do I have all these cool ideas all the time and I want, you know, to do my own thing, but mm-hmm. I just, I'm really passionate about entrepreneurship and like figuring out how to pursue different things that sometimes make money, maybe they don't, but yeah. like that was what I was passionate about. So it spun off into me starting my own business, um, which went really well. Yeah. And I think, you know, that's always my conversation with people is, this all started because I needed to be happy and I wasn't feeling happy. And I know even for like my husband, sometimes I tell him, I'm like, be nice to your employees and make sure that like when you talk to them, like find out how they're feeling and like make, you know, and that's another big reason a lot of companies now, what they do is they give unlimited time off and they also do those mental health days where you can say, Hey, I need to take a mental health day. Yeah. Um, But yeah, that's been my experience. And that's really like the biggest reason that I was so passionate about doing things on my own is because I just self-reflected and realized like what made me happy. Yeah. I mean, I know that mental health is one of the hot topics today, right? Um, A few years ago, I actually sat on a board that our whole purpose was to end stigma um, around mental health. Um, no one talks behind your back when you say you're sick with the flu, 
But the second you come out saying, you know, I've been diagnosed with anxiety or depression or bipolar depression or schizophrenia or, or any of the other um, mental health illnesses that are out there, all of a sudden there's some stigma attached to it or yeah. stigma attached to it. Like this person's crazy or she's off her rocker or she taking her meds. And um, the whole point of that board was to work um, against the stigma of it. And I think especially in the black community, we think oftentimes that we can just pray about it and it'll be okay. Yeah. But I think as millennials, you know, grow, um, into parenthood and just kind of, as we've come of age, we've really said, you know, prayer is great always. And I don't want to say, but, and sometimes you also need to pair it with a therapist or medication yeah. or a real mental health diagnosis. And so I think um, our society is moving in the right direction when it comes to mental health. Um, you know, I started my business because I needed to find a way to generate income and still be with my kid. Um, I had a great job. I loved it. So it wasn't, a, it, for me, it wasn't about mental health. It was about making myself more available to my little one. But in stepping into business ownership, it has truly taken a toll on my mental health. Um, you know, the amount of work that goes into getting a startup off the ground, mm-hmm. um, the amount of stress and pressure that comes with it. You know, I just felt like my mind was always racing. I was always thinking about something and I was sleep deprived, which didn't help the situation either. Um, So I have gone, you know, to a therapist to talk things through and, you know, you know, say, hey, like I'm having a really tough time. You know, this is a lot of weight that I carry on my shoulders on top of the pressures of being a wife and a present mom and Mm -hmm. a friend and a sister and a daughter and just like all the other roles that we play. Um, yeah, you know, life is tough. Like even yeah. if you even if it's smooth sailing, curveballs are always going to be thrown at you and I think taking care of your mental health is so important. Yeah, I I mean, I totally agree. I think what it seems like both of our business, the reasons we started businesses were different, but they all, you know, at the end of the day it kind of comes full circle. Mm-hmm. Whereas you're like starting the business was for the baby and making sure you had that the stability of that And I'm saying, you know, I started for the mental stability of myself. Now it's like managing the stress of having the business. So it comes full circle. It does. You're absolutely right. But essentially I can, my triggers aren't set by other people was my biggest thing. Yeah. Right now my triggers are like, um, you know, I'm just stressed because I have all these deadlines and things that I want to accomplish and these things that I want to do to grow. But I now have the ability to shut that off when it's not when it's just not feasible. Yeah. And I had a boss one time, like my best boss I've ever had, but it was actually not, it wasn't a good job, but it was like my best boss. Yeah. She used to tell me all the time, your best is good enough. And that's become like my motto with my um, business as well, because on those days where it's like two in the morning and I've been like jamming out a contract all night and like trying to figure out numbers. And I'm just like, you know what? Like, do this, but your best is good enough. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And so I have that ability with the business thing. Um, I think but, I struggle with that. Yeah. Because I, I, best is never good enough. See, like, and I that's am how I used to be. I used to, like, I'd sit there and just be very nitpicky and 
bully myself into thinking something was wrong. And it was 10 times worse when I had a boss that was over my head, like that could critique and tell me that I'm doing things wrong on top of me beating myself up about it. And, you know, so I think those are like good. It's, it's good that I'm like, I mean, I think we're both self-aware in knowing now. And I think a lot of people aren't. Yeah. I definitely think becoming more self-aware about my mental health Mm -hmm. has helped. Has it, it, I think with the stress of business ownership and moving up in my career and becoming a wife and a mother and like as life has grown more stressful, my mental health has become more of an issue in my life. Um, But in that, I have become more aware of what are my triggers? How can I um, overcome, you know, this mental hiccup? Um, and also I've been able to better explain to those in my circle what I'm going through and I'm working really hard to be able to give myself permission to lean on them. Right. So I think for so long, at least for me, my internal struggles were just that my husband didn't need to know, like, you're my best friend. You didn't know. My mom didn't know. Like those close to me didn't know. Um, And I think that's when people can get into trouble when they don't give themselves permission to put it out in the universe or tell those closest closest to them. These are my struggles. These are my inner demons. This is what I'm dealing with. Um, But I can't tell you the relief that came the first time that I truly opened up about that um, to those closest to me um and so now they can check in on me and just hold me more accountable to say hey you know that you struggle with this when pressures get tough what can i do to help relieve some of this pressure even if it's just being a sounding board at least they're now aware of the situation and they can see me when i start to spiral and they can help pull me out yeah no, and that's important that you are able to open up now. And I think, again, a lot of people aren't, they don't. Yeah. And the, pro- the the thing is, and this is what I like about this generation, our generation, whatever, yeah. is that we know what mental health is these days. Like, right. we understand that that weight that you feel when, you know, your armpits and hands are sweating and yeah. you're just like freaking out, that's anxiety, right? Yeah. Like, we now have names for these things. We now understand. So I feel like because of that, you know, it's a bit, it's more comfortable to be able to say, hey, I think something's going on. Yeah, for sure. And and you can identify it. But, you know, I think the first time that I really started understanding mental health, and this is kind of weird, but do you know Charlemagne the God? Like, Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) So... I'm, sometimes I'm like, do people really listen to because he's crazy? But I mean, I, I don't am listen, like, but I I know who he is. I'm a super fan of him as well. So oh like, and God. he's really always talks about mental health. And I think him talking about was really the first time that I was like, yo, I think outside of these little PMS issues that I have, <laughs> where I freak out, like this is not normal, right? You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And I sought out a therapist. I mean, for myself, not marriage counseling, not, you know, this is like by myself, needing someone to like express what I'm feeling. Yeah. You know, and that was the first time. And sometimes, and like this, 
this conversation may yeah. be one of those times that someone's like, yo, I'm not crazy. Like, this is something. No, that's so true because I think, like, especially as you enter new chapters, right? Mm-hmm. Like, you got married before me. Yeah. So you were kind of able to say, yo, girl, here's what's coming. Mm-hmm. Like, when I was about to walk down the aisle. Yeah. And as I stepped into that world, there were some things that I was like, oh, my God, is this normal? Is this just me? Am I crazy? Yep. As I became a mom, or I should say when I became a mom, as I was going through my pregnancy, when she got here, I was just feeling some type of way. And fortunately, mm-hmm. I didn't have postpartum, but a lot of women struggle with that. Yep. And a lot of women think, you know, this should be the happiest time of my life. I just gave birth to this beautiful baby or babies, and I'm just not feeling it. And now they're, they've come out and say, you know, it's not just postpartum. There's different levels. It could be baby blues. It could be this. It could be that. And so they are really starting to define all the different ways that people have come forward saying that they're feeling a certain type of way. So I guess I say all of this to say that I guarantee you, if you're going through it, other women, other people are going through it, having the same thoughts, the same feelings. And I think that's when it, yeah, that's when a little bit of relief came in for me when my therapist was like, you're not crazy. Like, and I mean, even if you are certifiably crazy, you ain't the only one, right? But most of the time, it's anxiety. I suffer and have been diagnosed with anxiety. Any little thing that's not in line can trigger the hell out of me. Yeah. And it. I am sweating. I am shaking. I am anxious for an outcome. Um, it can lead to depression. It can, it, you know, if you've been diagnosed with depression, you are not the only one, right? It is literally a chemical imbalance. It's not a choice. You have been diagnosed with a chemical imbalance, just like you're diagnosed with the flu. We're going to give you some medicine. This is how long it should or may take for you to start feeling better. When people or when doctors tell you that about the flu, you're like, eh, okay, okay. I'm going to take this antibiotics and hopefully I'll feel better in two to three weeks. It's got to be the same with mental, mental health. health. Stuff. Yeah. And I just, I think it's so important for people to feel as trans, as comfortable as possible when talking about a topic that is no longer as taboo as it used to be but people for whatever reason still feel antsy about talking about it i used to tell albert like when he would piss me off about something i used to just literally send a picture and show him that i'd be like my hands are hot yeah because my whole like and i he didn't he never understood me and i didn't even understand but i could physically feel my hands getting hot like I would be so pressed and like and then my armpits would be sweating it was a whole thing (laughs) like I would just get hot and he's like he's like oh my gosh and now it's a joke he's like are your hands hot or are we good (laughs) yeah you got my hands hot but like and that's when the long text messages would come when I had hot hands those thumbs get going them thumbs was just (laughs) moving but and and then it's not I later realized no I have like a severe like it's severe anxiety I have like these mood swings that are out of hand yeah. at times you know like hormonal things that can shift yeah and you're just so many little things that I didn't know about until I really started listening and and really confiding in you know doctors and stuff and yeah. saying hey something's up something's up no yeah. I know um, just earlier this week. Um, 
Mike doesn't like me to stay at the office late. It's dark. Mm-hmm. I've got to walk in this, you know, kind of creepy, sketchy parking garage. So I was texting him saying that, you know, I, was, I needed to work late. Like the team and I had a whole bunch of stuff to do. And so when I finally got in the car and I called him, he sounded horrible. Like I have never heard Mike sound so oh, distraught no. and sad. And so I was like, you know, what is wrong? You know, as a wife, as a girlfriend, as a life partner, whatever, you know when your person is off, even as a bestie, you know when your person is off, right? You can just feel it. You can hear it in their voice. And he's like, nothing. And I was like, what is it? Like, just tell me. Like, my the hair on the back of my neck was starting to stand up. I was getting goosebumps. I was getting that sweaty palm feeling like, what is happening? That's the worst thing to do to a person that suffers from anxiety. Because I'm thinking, has someone passed away? Did you lose your job? Like, are you hurt? Like, what is this bad news? And he finally goes, we'll talk about it when you get home. Don't do that. Don't do that. That is Because the 30-minute drive home, keep in mind, I've got Arya in the back acting a plum fool as one-year-olds do. And I'm just like, Arya, not now. I'm thinking about... Did he lose his job? If so, like, what type of things are we going to have to change at the business in order to make up for that lost income, right? Like, what are we going to do? Like, is he hurt? Or did he get in a car accident? Mike is a car fanatic, and I know he's out in these Dallas streets driving his little souped-up car, acting a fool. Like, we got bail money ready to go when he gets pulled over going 100 in a school zone. Like, he's a car fanatic. He's a speed junkie. So I'm thinking, was he in a car accident? You know, there's so many things that go through your mind. Um, And it's always worst case scenario, right? It's always DEFCON 10, especially when you suffer from anxiety, right? So I bust through the door and I'm literally like, what is it? Like, before I could even sit Arya down, what is it? And he's like, you stayed at work late. What? Like, I've been texting your best friend asking, have you talked to him today? I called my mom because Mike and my mom are actually, you know, they're pretty close. It's really cute, the little relationship they have. And she's like, no, I haven't heard from him today, which they don't talk every day. But I would think if something was wrong, if he, you know, needed something, he would reach out to her. Yeah. I've got my crew, Mike's crew, hyped. And they're all like, make sure you let us know, like, what happens when you get home? It was all because I stayed late. And that is crucial. That's important to him, right? He's such a protector. He wants to make sure Aria and I are always safe. But I literally had to go in the garage and I broke down in tears because my adrenaline was racing. (coughs) My heart was racing. (coughs) Um... I was sweating. My hands were shaking. Oh my gosh, don't die. Drink some water. I'm about to. <laughs> Are you stressed for my story? I just got really stressed out. Don't be stressed. Drink I, some water. No, I get really heightened with that. Kind of yes. So I literally went out in the garage and I was like, don't ever do that again. And he's like, no. what? Like I told you nothing was wrong that we talk about it when you got home. But I'm like, in my world, if someone says, I need to talk to you. It's all like it's deaf content. I'm like, things. oh hell, like what what are we gonna talk about? Like, what have I done? What kind of announcement do they have for me? Like, how is this gonna affect me, my family? Uh, all of that is racing through my head. Like, I don't even remember how Ari and I got home. I was oh, just so blinded by what is waiting for me when I get home. And it turned out he was concerned about 
our safety and he wanted to have a serious conversation with me as to why I didn't call him to come walk us to the car. You know, some bad things have happened where we work. So he has legitimate concern for us. Mm-hmm. But I said, you should have told me that on the phone because, you know, with his family being abroad, if I had known that they were awake, I would have called his mom. I would have called his dad, his brother, his sister, anybody to get in touch with to say, hey, have you talked to Mike recently? Like, what did he sound like with you? Did he maybe mention if he's had a bad day? That's where my mind went. I don't think guys understand that, though, either. Either it's guys or, fortunately, Mike doesn't suffer from, like, a mental illness, right? So when I tell him, I need to talk to you, he's like, eh, okay. But you tell me, I need to talk to you with anxiety? Shit. No, for um, real. Like, am I about to be executed or did I just forget to put the laundry in the dryer? Like, I feel like it's one of the, <laughs> like your brain, your brain, my brain does the same thing as yours. I start going into the rafters thinking of stuff. Yes. So mental health is real. The stigma needs to be dropped. And I know that. I want to open up the conversation and have the conversation with as many people as often as I can, because I really think in like having these types of conversations, it saves lives. It it saves lives a couple of ways. One, there are people, you know, who are spiraling out of control because they feel so alone. And I want to save them by saying, you aren't alone, like, and save them from spiraling more, right? Like, let's go talk to someone or let's just sit on the porch and drink some sweet tea and talk about it or some wine. You know, that's my I thing. Mean, that, I, I mean, I'm down for a good bottle of ooh, wine. I love a glass Not a glass, wine. a whole bottle with a I straw. Could do a like bottle. a whole bottle. But I just think having these types of conversations, if people don't feel alone, there's a chance, a good chance that we can just talk it out. Yeah. You know, and you feel better and you go on with your life. I think social has helped that a little bit and yeah. it's, it's it's made it better and worse, right? Like you yeah. don't feel alone necessarily, but then sometimes you're like you there's other things that happen. Like yeah. you're judging yourself or you're not feeling oh, I'm a super like judger. Not- I'm a self-judger. Hashtag oh, #selfjudger. Yeah, I'm like really weird, but I also work in influencer marketing, which is real. That's like fair. I get real like some days I'm like, oh my gosh, I want to be a bad bitch so bad. I wish I could just be a bad bitch. Dang it. Like, you know what I'm saying? Posing for selfies in the bathroom. Man, but never post anything. Like, right. literally refuse to post my face on social. But, like, I don't know. that. But, you know, I have cousins that struggle with mental health. Yeah. And one of the biggest things is exactly what you just said. They feel alone. Yeah. But she also don't got no phone, no social media. She got, like, a flip phone or something. Stupid. So maybe she likes to be off the grid. That's not okay, though, when you have real issues. That's fair. And then she has three kids. That's fair. And, you know, I try to be there by, like, texting her. But have you heard of Talkspace? Yeah. One day, I, like, was having a moment. Like, I got really, I just got really sad all of a sudden. Yeah. And I was like, yo, I'm going to log on. I'm going to get on here and just, like. So tell our listeners what Talkspace is. It's a therapy app. That's it. And you know, the only reason I've seen it is because I Google. they have really good retargeting. And I've seen a link. Wait, re-what? Retargeting ads. Like, they basically, I searched it in Google for, like, therapy or something. 
And then I seen, I got on Instagram and I seen it. And so I clicked on it and I signed up, but it was, um, I don't remember what stopped me from doing it. They started reaching out after that, but it was like, I wanted to talk to somebody outside of my circle right that second. Yeah. And sometimes you need that. I would like to be that for people sometimes. Like, I don't want to know, like, sometimes it's harder to talk to you about certain things or like. Some things I don't talk to my mom about. Yeah. So then I'm sitting there in my film, like being a step parent. Yeah. Like I don't really have people to talk to about that because none of my friends are step parents. Yeah. Like I'm the only, and then the ones that have baby daddies. Yeah. It's like, I can't really tell them because right. it's the other side of the coin. So there's some days I'm just like waddling in that, in a feeling. Yeah. And I'm like, I know there's other people like that too. And yeah. I would like to talk to those people, but where is that? Yeah. You know? No, I think so, that's fair. People should hit me up. Hit me up. I'll talk to you. I want to be somebody's friend. Yeah. Befriend us. Yes. We'll talk to you. Yeah. Because, look, there's no better feeling in the world than knowing you've got somebody to talk to. I'm telling you. And that doesn't know all your business sometimes. And that's not going to share it. What's the point of me sharing it? I don't know you. My crew don't know you. It's not like I can call you and be like, girl, Mm -hmm. look. I don't know (laughs) your baby Zandia or none of his situations, so we can talk. Yeah. It's a whole thing. Well, the conversation about mental health is super important. Hit us up in the comments. Let's continue the conversation offline. I'm sure we'll be having another conversation about this soon. Um, Yeah, for sure. This is Allie J. And I'm Crystal O. And that's it for this week. Be sure to tune in next Sunday at 12 p.m. Central for another episode of Not Your Token Black Girl. And also be sure to subscribe to our podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or Google. And follow me at Basic Allie on Instagram. Follow me on Instagram and Twitter at the Crystal O. This year has us all wanting to be healthier. And that includes our eye health. But how do you get vision coverage if you're retiring? It's actually pretty easy. VSP, the vision coverage many people get through work, offers individual vision plans. Enroll anytime, on any device, and start using your benefits the same day. You don't need to be an employee to get employee-level vision coverage. Visit vspdirect.com today. That's vspdirect.com. What does it take to end cyber attacks? At Cyber Reason, we can tell you exactly what it takes. It takes an army of battle-tested defenders on a mission. Defenders who fight foes that operate under the cover of digital darkness. Defenders who think, move, and adapt faster than cyber attackers. Defenders with the technology and effortless automation to spot and attack forming on computers, mobile devices, servers, and the cloud, and alert you when it matters most. To end cyber attacks, it takes the brightest minds in global cyber intelligence working to deliver future-ready protection to guard your data wherever the fight moves cyber reason is ready to win the battle with you and for you in the fight to end cyber attacks we are the defenders join us to reverse the adversary attacks with proactive protection against ever-evolving threats cyber reason and cyber attacks from endpoints to everywhere learn more at cyberreason.com. that's c-y-b-e-r-e-a-s-o-n.com 